Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, and thank you oh so much for the many blessings you pour upon us each and every day. Now the blessed opportunity to get into your word. Help us now as we continue our studies. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing with our Bible study from A to Z, beginning the word healing here. Let's look at a few references to healing in the Old Testament first. Let's go with Numbers chapter 12. An interesting event unfolding here where during the Exodus, Miriam and Aaron kind of went up against Moses and it didn't go so well for them. And then the Lord healed Miriam at the end of it. But as we see here in Numbers chapter 12, verse 1, And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him I will speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. So this leprosy was put upon Miriam as a form of chastisement for her going up against Moses. It's interesting that we don't see any reference to anything coming upon Aaron, just upon Miriam. She must have been the instigator in it, as it continues. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that let her be received in again. And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. And afterward the people removed from Hazaroth and pitched in the wilderness of Peran. 
So after seven days, Miriam apparently was healed of this leprosy and they were able to continue their exodus. So going up against the chosen of God was not a good idea. This was stricken on her and Moses had the mercy to pray for her and the Lord showed her mercy and healed her. Over in 2 Kings, we see an interesting event of a healing here with the prophet Elisha. In 2 Kings chapter 4, pick it up here in verse 8. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now to her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for a to the king, or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my lord, thou Man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And a woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. Now the reapers were those that were cutting down the grain. And they would use a big sickle held in her hand they would swing that sickle back and forth it has a long blade very sharp in verse 19 and he said unto his father my head my head and he said to the lad carry him to his mother so apparently the kid got hit right in the head with this big sickle reason when he had taken him and brought him to his mother he sat on her knees till noon and then died so a mortal wound to his head going out into the field and getting struck by that big mowing sigh. Verse 21. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. So she took him and put him in that new room that they had built there for Elisha and laid him on the bed that they had prepared for Elisha. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. 
And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she settled an ass and said to her husband, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding from me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. It's interesting here that she responded in that way, that she told Yes, it's well. But yet her son lay dead at home. As when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. So Elisha didn't know what the problem was, and since she hasn't yet revealed it. And then, verse 28, then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thine loins, and take my staff in thine hand, and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. So she apparently told him a little bit more details than we have recorded here about her son lying dead back home. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them, and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him, and told him, saying, The child is not awaked. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead, and laid upon his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain, and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child, and put his mouth upon his mouth, and his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet, and bowed herself to the ground, and took up her son and went out. Healed, raised from the dead, and healed of that mortal wound to the head. All right, now if you will turn over to Second Kings in chapter 20. Another healing we see here involving Isaiah and Hezekiah, where it reads in chapter 20. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order. For thou shalt die and not live. 
Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs, and they took the and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. So Hezekiah was healed of that affliction that come upon him. So we see another incident there of healing granted by way of Isaiah there to King Hezekiah. And we know as far as healings go, we have physical healings and we have spiritual healings. When we get healed of our sins, we get healed of our spiritual death even, when we're brought back to life spiritually, quickened as it says. And we also have a healing of a land as far as a nation even. As we can see over in Second Chronicles where you have an affliction that comes upon a land where the land is suffering, where a nation is suffering even and how that nation can be restored, as we see in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. Something that we really should think about when it comes to this country, where it reads, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. That healing of their land. That's not only the actual conditions of the environment, but the attitudes and behaviors of a nation to heal them when they truly will do what he says here, to humble themselves and pray and seek the face of the Lord. Then they have that spiritual healing. And then the Lord can give them prosperity and productivity, which then that healing extends to the people and the land and the entire nation. But the key there again is that the, His people, because it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So we can apply this to today in that the Christians themselves need to take this because we are the people of God now. Back then he was talking to the children of Israel. And now this applies to us that the Christians who are now called his people, if the Christians would call upon him, 
would truly humble themselves, would truly pray and seek the Lord, and also turn from their wicked ways. This indicates how the wickedness has entered into the the people of the Lord, and that the people of the Lord being wicked causes the chastisement of the Lord and the lack of blessings to come upon the people and a nation. So the things that are going on in this nation and things that are going on around the world can be changed if the people will do exactly what we read here again. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We truly need a healing. We truly need to humble ourselves and turn to the Lord and ask Him to show us the wicked ways that need to be changed. He tells us that constantly by way of the Holy Ghost, but let's once again pray and ask the Lord for clarity of understanding how do we need to change, what do we need to change, and then give us the boldness and the strength to step on up and do those changes, to make those changes, to be able to get a healing for our land. Over in Psalm 6, in verse 2, a cry out for healing here. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak, O Lord. Heal me, for my bones are vexed. That's a psalm of David and what he was going through and him needing healing. That was a spiritual and emotional healing that David was seeking there. Not a physical ailment, but a a need for that spiritual healing and the emotion that he was going through, such stresses in over in Psalm 41 in verse 4. Once again, I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. See, admitting that you have sinned, just like we read in Chronicles there, admitting that there are some evil ways, some wicked ways, some behavior that needs to be changed, and humbling themselves and coming to the Lord and asking for that healing. And we know there's appropriate times for healing. There's appropriate time for all things, as it says in Ecclesiastes in chapter 3. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. See, there's a time to every purpose. So whatever's going on, there's an appropriate time for dealing with it and an appropriate time for that to be occurring. If we're going through a hard time, it is appropriate because the Lord has allowed that to come upon us. Has it come upon us as a chastisement or has it come upon us as a challenge for us to overcome and grow and be able to mature through that? So it's appropriate time. And then there's also appropriate time for other things, as he points out here. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. 
a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Appropriate time for everything. Appropriate time for challenges that we face, even death itself. And there is an appropriate time for the healing. As I said there in verse 3, a time to kill and a time to heal. And on over into Jeremiah in chapter 17. Let's look at a verse here. Another cry out for healing to the Lord in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. The confidence in one when the Lord does it, he does it right. He does it complete. He does it thoroughly. And to cry out and ask for that. Ask for his mercy and stand on that. And know that when you're saved, you are saved for good. And when you're healed by the hand of the Lord, you are healed completely. And in Jeremiah chapter 30... In verse 10, Therefore, fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, saith the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel. For lo, I will save thee from afar, and thy seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return, and shall be in rest, and be quiet, and none shall make him afraid. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee. Though I make a full end of all nations, whither I have scattered thee, yet will I not make a full end of thee. But I will correct thee in measure, and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. Lord letting them know that there is accountability, and you're going to have to be paying a price for what they have done. But he's not forsaken them. For thus saith the Lord, Thy bruise is incurable, and thy wound is grievous. There is none that plead thy cause, that thou mayest be bound up. Thou hast no healing medicines. Can't take care of it yourself. There's no way they were going to get out of the chastisement that was coming their way. They had to go through that. But the Lord was going to take care of them through it, as he tells us. All thy lovers have forgotten thee. They seek thee not, for I have wounded thee with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one, for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased. Why criest thou for thine affliction? Thy sorrow is incurable, for the multitude of thine iniquities, because thy sins were increased. I have done these things unto thee." See, that afflictions that they had and that they were going through, this is not just speaking of physical things. This was the, the anguish, the torturous living conditions that they were under, under the captivity of the Babylonians. And that he was going to heal their land, like you mentioned up there in Chronicles. They heal the nation themselves. 
but there was some things they had to go through, the afflictions that they were going through because of their iniquity. Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured, and all thine adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity, and they that spoil thee shall be a spoil, and all that prey upon thee will I give for a prey, for I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tents, and have mercy on his dwelling places, and the city shall be builded up upon her own heap, and the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Their children also shall be as aforetime, and their congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all that oppress them, and their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them, and I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? And ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth with fury, a continuing whirlwind. It shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked." The fierce anger of the Lord shall not return until the, he hath done it, and until he hath performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it. In the latter days. Talking about all the way into the millennial period, when he reestablishes the nations, the tribes, and the thousand years of ruling and reign with Jesus Christ to look forward to for them and for us believers during that wondrous time of the millennial period. And then we see over in Hosea, once again speaking of the children of Israel here, where it reads in verse 1, Come and let us return unto the Lord, for He hath torn, and He will heal us. He hath smitten, and He will bind us up. Note, the afflictions coming upon them, as a form of chastisement, but also that when you turn to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, that He will give you that forgiveness and heal you, whatever the condition is. And over in Hosea chapter 14, he says, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words and turn to the Lord, say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Asher shall not save us, we will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more to the work of our hands, Ye are our gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. Words 
from the Lord there that he will heal their backsliding. And that's what we're talking about when we go all the way back there to Chronicles, where we're speaking of the healing of the nation. It's the backsliding. There's other healings that we're seeing here of the children of Israel. It's the healing that a nation needs when the, the nation has truly become sickened. But we see the words of the Lord again in, in Hosea 14, verse 4. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread and his beauty shall be as the olive tree and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. The scent of thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard him and observed him. I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. Who is wise, and he shall understand these things? Prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them. But the transgressors shall fall therein. So where he says there, I will heal their backsliding. And that's the kind of healing that a nation needs, is to come away from their evil ways. And we see over here in Malachi in chapter 4, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And he shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. There is a healing. There is a healing coming. And we need to do what he said over there in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This land, this country, as well as many others, need that kind of healing that he's speaking of here. And we merely need to do what he tells us to do. Call upon his name, humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. And then he will heal our land. And we definitely need some healing in this country right now. All right, let's close there. We'll pick it back up next time. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the kind of healing that we can receive when we truly turn to you and ask for it, whether it be the physical healing or the spiritual healing or the national healing that we need. We know that you are the great physician and you can heal us in all forms and we need the healing. We thank you oh so much for that as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.